I'm going to have to tell this cat to stop playing. This is never another time to play with your toys, my boy. Would you like me to bring Rocky over? Because I'm sure he would tell the cats where to go. Welcome to List Envy, the show that's all about the joy of discovery, of finding new friends and new things to enjoy. My name is Mark Stedman, and this week... We're talking walking uh, with paediatric nurse Sue Burlton, who is uh, an avid walker and appreciator of the benefits of urban walking. And so that is the list that we're covering this week. As I record, the sun is really starting to make its, uh, itself known now. We're, we're nearly into March, and by the time this is out, it will uh, just about be March. Um, and it's very nice to see how the world changes when um, there's there are blue skies around. And uh, so if you're planning a walk, if you're thinking, yeah, it's about time I, I, I strapped on my shoes and, and had a bit of a bimble, uh, then this is definitely the episode to do so in. And uh, we began by talking uh, about dog walking and Sue's dog, Rocky. Where we live, there is a lot of green space around. Um, so we normally tend to make our way up to the Stratford-Ponavon Canal, which is really about a 10-minute walk across uh, Trittiford, um Park. And we have got quite a few circular walks that we go on around that area. Um, and it's just very, very picturesque most of the time. Um, and Rocky, he's a reasonably sized dog, so he likes a good walk. So we're often out for a couple of hours at a time and he has been referred to as a wolf on more than one occasion <laughs> but he's a very friendly wolf the big the big friendly wolf yes he, he is a very friendly wolf do you get lots of um sort of cooing and, and you know people approaching and wanting to pet yes pet quite wolf. a few quite a few i mean there are the odd people who do a wide berth because they think that he might not be as friendly as he is but generally, yeah, he's, um, well, I think like most dogs and dog owners, you talk, you get to talk when you meet people. That's one of the, the joys of dog walking is that you meet so many other people and you stop for a little chat, admire each other's dogs and on you go. So you, we were talking um, off, off mic, as it were, about the the all weather aspect of the dog walking and the fact that come rain or shine, you've got to be out there. Yep, you do. You absolutely do. And actually, there's nothing wrong with that because it's um, e each season, each weather condition has its benefits. Um, I mean, walking in the driving rain. Yeah, it's not the best thing. Mm -hmm. But then you get in. If it's a cold day, you can put your fire on, get your wet togs off, sit down, have a cup of tea, something to look forward to. Um, the weather that we had in the last few weeks when we had all that snow, it was breathtaking. The scenery around here was just spectacular and it was fantastic going out. Wrap up warm, the dogs in heaven jumping around in the snow, kids are enjoying it as well. And then you get a day like today when you're walking along and the sun's coming out and the birds are singing and the crocus are coming up and it's just beautiful. So I, I honestly don't think that there's um, a bad time to walk a dog because, as I said, every every day, every weather condition is beneficial. Well, on that note, then, um, why don't we get started with our with our respective list making here? Um, and why don't you give me 
uh, a your your number one uh, top uh, reward of of urban walking. Okay, well, I'm going to have to say that it's the wildlife that we encounter on our walks, um, and sometimes you don't always see the full benefits if you've got a dog that's charging through the undergrowth and disturbing stuff but it is absolutely amazing the amount of wildlife that is around here in the urban spaces and actually just doing a little bit of research around here there's over 37 recorded mammals that um you can find in this area anything really from the monk jack deer which rocky loves to chase and has got lost on a few occasions chasing um to what actually the other day we saw a water vole now we thought it was a rat um, initially but it's not when you look at the differences it's definitely a water vole and um you know there's not a whole lot of those around so it's absolutely fantastic to see the different um different animals and birds around do you um are you much of a of a, of a bird spotter or an animal spotter well, in general i like to try and do my best i've got a little um book to look at different species and and try and work out what's what but uh, i mean i'm no twitcher by any manner of means but yeah i do like to look out for them and i suppose my best spot that i had probably sometime last year when i saw a flash of a kingfisher go by and they're a brilliant brilliant blue yeah um and they are they uh habit their habitats are near the water and we were just out walking and there it went just um down the down the stream it was amazing i wish i'd seen more of it oh that is yeah that is a it is a lovely thing there's something i don't know like almost childlike about the the animal spotting thing. I think it, it just, it reminds me of, of going on school trips and, you know, being out in, in nature. Yeah. Um, Do you remember I Spy books? Or are you too young for that? I don't know if I was too young, but I, I, they, they don't ring a bell off the top oh, of my head. Okay. Well, there used to be a whole series of I Spy books and they were um, I Spy birds, I Spy cars, I Spy anything. And they're basically a... Um, I suppose it's a, a game to keep kids entertained before the advent of the mobile phone and video games and stuff that kids do in cars now where they'll <laughs> watch stuff. We would be do, uh, spying different cars and, and different birds, etc. So, Yeah, there's a, and there's a sort of collecting, even if it's in just, just in your head. Um, yeah, definitely there is. That's, that's, that's a lovely one. And, and sort of I, I've, I've got a few sort of that are, I think are – fairly similar so um i i will uh, i'll I'll be interested interested to see uh what else you've got on your list but for yeah go on then for now for mine i'm gonna go with i think it's it's a great way to have time to yourself um it's a way for you to escape uh whatever or whoever you need to escape to um i've Right now, I, I've started because, as we record, we're still in uh, a kind of lockdown situation. Um, when things weren't quite as severe, I would go to my local. Um, there's these uh, the, the the chain of um, sort of cafe things called lounges. Um, oh yes, yeah, yeah, the Desco Lounge, etc. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've I've got one uh, within walking distance and i'd go and get my breakfast there um and and spend the morning and do some work and escape the cleaners and 
since that's sort of not an option anymore, now I, t- I, I do the much more healthy thing and take a long walk um, down the canal or up the canal, up the cut, if you like, uh, from Bourneville um, up to uh, Sully Oak and then beyond into university. This is, these, these are good local references, but, um, you know, it's, it's, a good, it's a good stretch and um, it ends up being about 10K um all all said and it's it's you you get to a nice point where you can stop get yourself a coffee or or whatever if you want to and uh have a stand around look at the look at the canal um watch the fishermen watch the the uh the canal boats go by Uh, you get on occasion you might get that um and it's nice to although you are having that time to yourself and that sort of time of escape it's also a great time especially on the canal where you can tip your hat effectively to to people Um, yeah yeah it is great isn't it i love actually going along the canal and seeing the boats go by the long boats go by and and probably more so in the summer than now but it is lovely to just say good morning or good afternoon to people and sometimes i think um not necessarily for people on the boats but just walking past some of the older folk that are out maybe i'm the first person they've spoken to today Mm. yeah you know they they might they might not be anyone else at home um they might not be going anywhere else that day maybe i'm going to be the only person they've spoken to that day So, so it's really important to acknowledge people and i think most people will return that acknowledgement as well. It's not very often that people walk by and ignore you, particularly if you've made the effort to say something first, unless they've got their headphones in or whatever, or are jogging. But yeah, I think, you know, that social side of um, of the walk is a very important aspect of it. I enjoy the little sort of moments of etiquette of... of- uh, making room for the cyclist and and the you know getting the little the little nod or the the little thanks and things and and oftentimes I do find um, when you move out the way of joggers they're actually um, they they say you know thank you and it's just yeah you know it, especially in these times uh, and if if you live alone it is it is nice to just get those moments of of human contact that you don't even in these tiny little micro doses um, in ways that you you don't when you're just walking on a busy high street because there's something about a shared experience that means people are much more more likely to to give each other a little greeting yes and you get to see often familiar faces as well who are out doing the same walk on a you know regular basis and it's nice to acknowledge each other it is so what would be number two for you so i think number two is just acknowledging the amount of green spaces that we have around here you think you know many people perhaps who uh, don't know birmingham very well and i'm not a native person from birmingham um but you think well i remember actually i remember back in the late 70s paying a visit here and birmingham was such a gray dingy dull place but now it's been transformed um particularly the inner city and the use of the waterways has really transformed the city uh but just the amount of green space we have around is spectacular and i think you know within a 10 mile radius of here i can think of countless nature reserves open spaces parks um you know some of them might be quite small Mm -hmm. but most people i would say particularly 
in the suburbs have got access to green space that you, they can walk to. It, it, in in where I live, I've got access, walking distance access to at least three parks. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it is it's it is a, a great thing. I was only you know I've got into. Um, uh, walking a lot with my parents at the moment because we're bu- you know we're we're bubbling we're doing the covid bubble and um that's one of the things i was sort of remarking of of you know they live in in the licky hills oh it's beautiful there i love is. walking there absolutely and they've got the park on their doorstep yeah uh, effectively not to uh compromise their um their position but uh, yeah and and for me here although i've got you know busy a fairly busy uh mainish road and and things of that nature there is green space within you know 10 minutes and um really good space and where i am at the moment in a little grove it's so quiet and there's trees everywhere and it's um yeah it is it is a wonderful uh, thing about birmingham that you miss when you go to other cities and you you do notice um how much more sort of grayness and steel and cement there is around what i've noticed as well in the green spaces particularly is that i think it's probably again since lockdown since people have been at home more the um community feel has um been more apparent and particularly litter pickers so you see lots of people now around with their litter picking implements and bags just picking up the rubbish which does mar the walk somewhat um unfortunately but it's it's just something now that people seem to be doing to try and improve the green spaces around them and make them more um well more attractive safer and generally a nicer place to be in and i think that's brilliant it is so i think next for my number two um this one is an odd, an odd phrase, but it that it doesn't have to be a means to an end. So if you're the kind of person who doesn't necessarily think walking is that attractive a proposition, but you think, oh, I should get some exercise or I should get some, you know, some, some more oxygen or uh, be outside, whatever, there are ways that you can fit a good walk into things that you've got to do anyway. And that's a great benefit because you it's it's that thing of, and they tell people when they're losing weight, one of the things you can do is walk, uh, get off a, a bus stop, um, uh, one, yeah, one bus stop, one bus stop earlier, earlier walk, yeah. You know, uh, and so finding ways to to sort of hack it into what you do, um, you can you can implement uh, or integrate walking into your errands, um, and and also there's things like geocaching, which are you know brings you a gamified element, and I've I've still never done it, and I've wanted to for as long as I've um, known about geocaching. Yes, that's right. It's good not to use the car and not to fall back on the car. And you don't need to, I don't think, all the time. Particularly now, working at home is such a a commonplace uh, thing. And again, uh, the corner shop is just up the road. It's come into its own since lockdown because you can just walk up there, get what you need, and you don't have to get into the car all the time. And that's so beneficial for the environment. It is, and uh, and and for ourselves as well. Just mm. the uh, one of the things I realised is um, 
my so I, I didn't go for my walk last Tuesday and the cleaners uh, came in and and, uh, and and did their bit and then when they left as they always do they locked the front door even though they knew I was still here they, they locked the front door mm. um, and I thought oh okay fair enough um, and then the next time I remembered that that had happened was something like Thursday, just two days later, and I realised I hadn't left my really? apartment. Really? Oh, you were still locked in? <laughs> in two days and I was locked in. It, was the, it just hadn't occurred to me. Oh, you my know. gosh. Um, I hadn't needed to, to go downstairs no. and empty the bins or no. anything like that. And it was, it was a really rare occurrence where I just thought, wow, that is so strange. I've spent 48 hours... <laughs> <laughs> in a building you're taking lockdown too seriously a little bit a little bit yeah <laughs> i managed to escape though mm. um what is number three for you right number three i am going to say um i i guess it's a little bit similar to what i've just said about the green spaces but the canals around here i love being able to walk along the canal and i love the networks that it provides um, because where I am, I don't have to go far to get onto a different canal network. And I've walked to Stratford-upon-Avon before, um, last summer, in fact. Oh, wow. Or it could have been the summer before, before <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows right <laughs> now? But, yeah, um, they're, they're so well maintained. Mm -hmm. And it's just... I think fantastic history associated with them looking at the, when you go to places where there are locks and we're not far from a guillotine lock, which is quite a rare thing, but then they've got little plaques by them and they tell you the history of them. Mm. And, um, I think really it, it the uh, founder, um, of the canal network was James Brindley mm -hmm. who, um, started, um, well, he, he was really one of the kind of founders of the Industrial Re Revolution mm -hmm. in the Midlands because he started the canal networks in the uh, 18th century, I think it was, mid-1700s. Uh, and you just imagine, I, I like to think about how those workers, what were their lives like digging those canals? Mm. What, what, you know, it's hard to imagine, isn't it, what life would have been like for them? just preparing those networks and and they are miles and miles and miles of them it's it's quite a thing to see an expanse of water when i think an expanse of anything where especially when you're walking is quite a thing to to behold um and it just it it creates all sorts of weird things with perspective and you can sort of lose yourself um and and you kind of you lose Re a reference point of where you are especially on a thing something like a canal because it's just this big long stretch you know and you just keep walking until you you hit something you recognize yeah that's right and the pat the healing power of water and the calming power of water is well recognized and i i really do think it has a calming effect Unless you fall into the canal, obviously that wouldn't be very calming. No, uh, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> but generally, um, it is yeah. uh, it is just a great place to be to feel relaxed. Yeah, and I feel like they've got cleaner. They definitely have got cleaner, and sometimes you see boats um, going along the canal and cleaning them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's run by the Canal and River Trust, probably, who is a charity that look after the canal networks throughout Britain. 
uh, yeah, it's just lovely the way they all interconnect. And I've been on a barge holiday before, not in this area. Uh, but it's so, so lovely navigating the locks. And you, you're not going anywhere fast on a canal boat. I mean, you can walk faster than a canal boat most of the time. But that's another benefit. It's just such a leisurely activity and you just get to appreciate so many things around you when you're doing that which you wouldn't you don't get that when you're driving a car because you can't you can't see anything apart from the road in front of you unless you're a passenger obviously yeah absolutely and if you're driving you're very much occupied absolutely uh, um yeah i I, I saw a great thing which i hadn't seen before it was it was really interesting to see the um the effects of the of of the ice so this was uh, a few weeks ago when we when it was you know very very cold um and to see bits of the canal frozen over and then other patches weren't and then watching a boat make its way through the canal and have to break up the ice oh like an icebreaker in the arctic yeah it was it was <laughs> quite the thing to watch it just you know it just sort of plowed through and and, and made a made a wake or not a wake uh it left a wake it made yes a, you know a passageway um, carved its way through through the ice and yeah. it, was, it was a great thing to, and you really hit, heard it as well yeah you really heard that crunch uh as it's as it's bursting through the ice and it's only you know this is only sort of inches thick it wasn't super thick um but it was it was uh, it was an interesting an interesting sight Yes, it was. Uh, and the, I mean, the ice has been spectacular on the canals and the icicles as well. Also hanging from the bridges have been really beautiful. Really, really lovely. Well, my number three, I'm going to say uh, it's time offline. Mm. Not just because you're outdoors, but also because your hands to an extent, but certainly your eyes are, are, are occupied and it gives you that chance to process things it's 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 like a human airplane mode if there's things that you you know i, I use it as a, a a way of uh thinking over certain things certain problems that i might want to solve and knowing that i can't just quickly look up something or get distracted um it is a really great way and i think maybe something about the the movement uh the sort of regular movement as you walk sort of helps yeah that but it is. It's rhythmical, isn't it? A momentum almost. Yeah. Um, and so I think as a as a just a way to force yourself again, not just because you're you're in you're outside and, and away from Wi Fi, but also um because yeah, you know, you, you've got your eyes on the road as it were. Um it really does change your priorities and it gives you that space and it gives you that complete that that buffer really to, to be um completely away from away from things yes it does it really does a great job for clearing the mind and kind of setting you up i suppose for the next hurdle that you might have to face when you're getting back into the office or whatever you're going to do oh yeah i mean that's a great thing it's it doesn't matter what's what crisis or whatever is happening there's nothing you can do about it because you're out you're on a walk and you've got to walk back in order to face the thing that needs to be facing so for right now there's no point getting in it is about it because you can't do anything about it no no exactly that's exactly right uh and when i'm at work although um i can't really go out for a walk anywhere Mm -hmm. just to go downstairs outside into the little garden area you're just getting away from workspace Mm -hmm. and that is important really important very valuable um what then for you is number four okay so number four 
is the beauty of a trail near me called the Seven Wonders Way. And I've had to do quite a lot of digging into what these Seven Wonders are. Mm -hmm. So I've seen the signposts and I've followed the routes for a number of years. And I've never really thought about what the Seven... Well, I have thought about what the Seven Wonders were, but I've never discovered what the Seven seven Wonders were. So I Googled it and there was nothing available. So then I put on our local Facebook page, group about the seven wonders and of course someone knew what they were Mm -hmm. thank goodness and um sent me some information about it and um it's a it's a walk that was set up in about i think it was 2006 by a group of young environmentalists who were given the task of um creating an area within their environment where they lived Mm -hmm. and and just to to make it more uh i suppose more usable and uh, creating an awareness of the nature around us Mm. so the wonders include things like the mill pond which is nearby um i mean there's a there's a walkway called the uh dingles now where has that word come from now no matter how much i research that i can't find out why it's called the dingles but it's lovely it's just a lovely name and it's a lovely place to go uh part of that walkway takes you um through different paths that run alongside the canal and the river coal so you've got two sources of water there um and it's about a four and a half mile kind of circular walk which is just really enjoyable one of my so my my number four is is related to this so i i I sort of i won't i won't make it my official pick but um you you sort of bringing that up makes me think about so I've got sort of opportunities to learn mm-hmm. as uh, one of my one of my benefits and and that can be uh, well the first thing I thought of was things like um, walking tours that you can do yeah oh yes I've had a few of those um, and I think I think trails kind of has a you know there there is a, a similarity there in in that it's about the exploration and and finding out more about the area that you're in uh, it might be about finding out the history of the area or just these are things that perhaps you don't know to look for and uh walking tours and things like that can be can be really beneficial for that um for me I'll, i like to pop on an audiobook um and uh whether it's you know fiction or non-fiction um especially i think for a walk i like the i like the non-fiction thing something to broaden the mind a little bit um but there's also a new uh, initiative that Apple have have got going, which is it's called something like Time to Walk or or Walk with Me or something. And the idea is you pop on your Apple Watch and you you, you put in put your headphones on, and they've got a number of walking sort of audio programs that you can listen to, where you have a mixture of stories and conversation and music uh, that are sort of timed for a specific walk um and they've got celebrities you know you can you can take a walk with dolly parton and she'll tell you about and they're, they're actually walking as they're as they're talking i believe oh that's um, great isn't it so, yeah so you get this lovely sense that you're you're spending time with uh with someone which is uh also an item on my list yeah that is really lovely and i've, I've been on a, a couple of walking tours um not recently but in the last couple of years i've been to um a couple in stratford upon avon um and then I think because I've 
enjoyed so much local walking it makes you want to to look at walks further afield um and i've walked hadrian's wall before which is a beautiful walk um obviously over a number of days but it's the scenery is nothing like the scenery down here because of course you're much further north nearer to the lake district it's much hillier here where i walk it's very flat um but it, it gives you, um, yeah, it just gives you a different, a whole different environment and such a historical walk as well. Uh, it's it's um, very, very refreshing to do that. And it makes you or it makes me want to do other walks as well. And you start looking around and you see what you can do and what is available in this country and it well you could never do them all you just never could do them all because there are so many of them and it what you you were saying about listening to um to the people who were narrating stories as you walk that that's interesting because you you said earlier as well that you know so you you're kind of offline you can be offline when you're walking and that's great but sometimes well for me particularly when i'm if i'm doing a similar walk each day and I'm on my own I'm not walking with the kids and I've got the dog with me it is nice to tune in and listen to things as you're going along because you don't get the chance to do that so much when you're at home um, because there's always something else to do <laughs> so walking along you can appreciate your surroundings and you can listen to a podcast or whatever you want to listen to it's perfect it is so my my actual um, number four then um, I'm going to go with collecting things. Oh, so, that sounds like a childhood memory. <laughs> yeah, well, for me at the moment, um, I've been collecting binaural audio. Um, so one of the things that I, I haven't done it for a while, uh, but I, I I intend to, um, and I want to try and get it out on the canal and do this. But basically. I have a pair of headphones that you you stick them in your ears and the they have mics in the uh, actual sort of ear pods and you sit and and you can you can record any audio and the idea is when you play that back it sounds like you're really in that space because the mics are a heads and I've got a big head but you know let's take an average <laughs> person's head because the mics are a heads width apart when you listen, you get that real sense that the sound is coming from where you actually are, um, you know, is sort of all around you uh, in a way that you don't with sort of normal stereo. And, and you don't have to do anything special with a file. It's a normal stereo piece of audio, but it's just about this the mic position. And so I've, I've taken a couple of recordings uh, of, of different uh, green spaces and I want to do all sorts. Uh, I don't want to just do green spaces, but it, it's, you know, it's a great excuse to go out and get go for a walk um but also uh yeah it's it's this sort of building up this little co uh, collection of of sounds um but you know you don't have to do something as, as weirdly esoteric as that you can you know pick up pine cones or conkers well, yeah or whatever. that's what i was thinking you were going to yeah. say actually yeah, <laughs> that yeah. you were going along collecting conkers yes or blackberries yeah yeah or, Which or as you brilliant. were saying earlier litter you know not, yeah. not that you're going to collect it but no you but you're, it you're you are you yeah you are kind of collecting things aren't you yeah <laughs> temporarily collecting it yeah definitely yeah that's right there's loads of there's loads of things to collect on walks really loads of things it's a good thing okay number five um number five 
I, I briefly touched on the history just now when I said about James Brindley. Um, but I think that is going to have to be my fifth one is the history surrounding the area and how you discover that history as you're walking. And one of the um, really fascinating um, bits of history from where I live is the fact that uh, Tolkien lived in this area um, in the, uh, well, at the beginning of the um, 1900s. He grew up uh, not far from here um, after coming back from South Africa with his family. And the area, as it was then, is said to have inspired his writings for The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and you can see why when you walk um, around places like Mosley Bog, which actually would have been virtually at the back of his garden before, you know, before the developments of other houses happened. Um, and there's many uh, little walkways that are dedicated to him uh, and the Sarehole Mill as well, which was down the road from him and which has inspired some of the characters in his in his novels um he is present definitely in this area with just the names of some of the roads and some of the cafes that are around like there's a cafe not that far away called the hobbit so yeah his presence and the history surrounding that is, is really fascinating um, I'm not a massive kind of Lord of the Rings fan, but I have read I have read his works, and you could just see how he is in Hobbitland at the end of his garden with the dells and the trees and the hidden spaces, and almost probably you know at, at dusk, slight eeriness about it. Mm which obviously is present in his writings. Very much. I, I, I used to live not far from there as well, and I've, I've done the, the Sayerholm Mill uh, walk a couple of times and um, r- around the bog and things. And I also enjoyed the fact that there is, there was, I don't know if it exists anymore, um, it's one of the pubs in Moseley. Uh, the upstairs area, I think, where they do, where they used to put on gigs, um, the toilets were labelled Mosley Bog. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I haven't come across that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, that's perfect. <laughs> um, so my my final pick is I've sort of got two because I had a bit of an honourable mention here, but I think I think that the two actually go hand in hand really. And we've talked about spending time alone, but I also think. It's a really nice way to spend time with a friend or, or a loved one um, or for a cheap date. Um, Definitely. I have done all three. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and, I, and I think um, I've also I've also been dumped on a, on a walk. Oh, um, so, you is know, that we, better we than have being the... dumped by text? Yeah, well, yes. It, it's, it, at least it's as in person as you it's can It's face get. to face, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, you're both sort of, you're not really looking at each other because you're both walking in the, but yes, yeah. it's, it's as close as you can social distancing probably as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, they... they it is because it gives you an excuse, especially 
in times like this, when when you can't go anywhere, you can't go indoors anywhere, so you can't go and have the the coffee or the or the pint or whatever. But you can have a walk with a friend, and at least you're escaping the sort of twelve inch um, laptop screen yeah. uh, where you see your friend, and, and you're actually getting you know to see them, and and you can social distance uh, that way, and 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 do it responsibly. And I think even in in times where that that isn't the case, um, it, it, they're they're just a great way to the conversation moves in a different way. It does. And, yes, you're yeah. absolutely right with that. Um, there's a purpose it, to it there is there is and i have walked with plenty of friends individually of course as per rules mm-hmm. um throughout this time and you almost discover new things about those people when you're out of a you know out of the home environment and the topics go in in different directions yeah and you you also get to see um how fast people walk, which can be surprising sometimes. Or, in my case, how slow people walk, because I am a fast walker. <laughs> You're a fast walker, right. Okay. Um, yeah, so you have to moderate your walking behaviour according to your friend or partner or whoever you're walking with i think the benefits are for the 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 fast walker because it gives you that time and permission to slow down Mm. yes it does you know it really does force you to to actually take that take that time and be completely present and that's one of the things that i only discovered in the last sort of 18 months two years is the idea of fully being present in a space which is what walking can can give you if you're not necessarily drowning it out with with music or a podcast or something you know uh, fully taking it in um walking gives you that that opportunity you you really are engaging all of your senses oh yeah i couldn't agree with you more on that actually it it, it really is a fully sensual experience isn't it um yeah, you are. I think you are pretty much using all five senses, really. Well, maybe not taste so much, unless you're picking blackberries along the way. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, actually, yes, you are. You are using all five senses, mostly on your walking, walking routes. Yeah. And there's not many other things I think you could say that you do when you do, you know, when you do use your five senses all together. So this is Sue Burlton and... Uh, a lovely conversation. It uh, reminds me very much of uh, the episode that we recorded back in what March 2020 uh, about bird watching. Um, very much has that has that kind of appeal, and I think uh, uh, we have a Sue and a Susie. So it's 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 a pure coincidence, of course. But uh, those those two episodes, I think, go really nicely together. So uh, if you haven't checked that one out and you you're enjoying this one, uh, then uh, do go seek that out. You'll find that at listenvpod.com. Um, also, if you do like this episode uh, and you want to share it with friends, then can I ask a small favour? If you go to refer.fm slash listenvy, that's refer, R-E-F-E-R, dot F-M slash listenvy, you'll get given a special link to share the podcast and you can share the latest episode. Anyone who clicks on your link that you've shared if they subscribe to the podcast and if you get five people to subscribe to the podcast via your link, then I will record a special little video just for you uh, on a a topic that you choose. So I'll record like a little um, uh, top five video 
uh, for you. Uh, I'll make a list on the fly on a topic that you choose. So it's like a really low stakes, low value cameo uh, from from someone who's not a celebrity. So if, if you'd like to give that a go, R-E-F-E-R, refer.fm slash list envy. That would be that would be really great. So next week we are talking uh, subtly life changing nonfiction books with Elisa Litza. That is uh, a, a, a great discussion, uh, actually, especially if, uh, like me, you have a penchant perhaps for the the sort of self help type, uh, type genre. Uh, that's kind of where I went. Elisa went uh, very slightly different, uh, and we, we've uh, we've mashed up a lovely little list. Um, and speaking of mashing up lists, let us return to our top five benefits of urban walking with myself and Sue Bolton. I've I've had a go here at building uh a a provisional list so from from you we had um connecting with history we've we've had sort of trails uh the canals especially green spaces and wildlife um and i've had spending time with people uh collecting things uh, taking time offline um using it so that it has a a purpose behind it and time to yourself mm. now out of those sort of 10 uh, this this is my this is my proposed list and and we'll we'll see see how you feel about it okay in at number five, in a surprise move um, that, that just came in, a, a new hitter in the last 30 seconds, uh, I think I want to put using all your senses. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to have in there because we kind of just made that up, didn't we, as, or thought about it as the conversation progressed. So, yeah, I think that's a great one to have. Number four, I've gone um, with collecting, but there's also the sort of a sense of, of purpose uh, of, of your walk. But I think collecting things along your walk is nice. Mm, mm-hmm. Number three, discovery and exploration. So trails, um, connecting with history uh, and, and, you know, walking tours, that kind of thing, sort of using the walk to actually discover the area that you're that you're walking in and discover the history yeah number two um time to oneself uh, and then number one i wanted to combine flora and fauna because i think uh the two go go very well together um because i think number three sort of covers the can cover the sort of man-made spaces and number two is very uh, number one is very much about the the organic uh life there the 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 uh the greenery and and the wildlife that you can see that's right and we're just all too aware of that even more so now aren't we in the days you know in the times of climate change yeah. we are i think drawn to to the fact that we have a responsibility to the flora and fauna of our environment and we, we are be better better custodians we bet we absolutely need to be better custodians well uh, on that note then um how do you feel about this list would you like to make any any amendments? No, I, I think I think those that the, the things that you have mentioned are really pertinent, and I I think they sum up our conversation really well. Actually, I think that we've talked um, you know about the things that matter to us um, in our daily walks or weekly walks however often you you want to walk it's uh, you know it's an individual thing isn't it um but yeah i think that they really have summed up nicely what what we benefit what we gain from these um experiences well fantastic then i'm gonna lock it in super sue this has been an absolute pleasure where can people find you and and connect with you online and and um, what would you like to point people's attention to well um i'm on twitter sue burley 
is my tag. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, I mean, if people want to connect with me and talk more about walking, and if anyone's up for a walk, I'm always looking for new partners. So I'm very happy to have a walk with somebody. Always happy for a little walk. Absolutely. As long as I don't mind Rocky, the dog, <laughs> well, accompanying us. Love my dog, love my walk. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> this has been this has been a, a, an absolute pleasure, and I hope that uh, for any listener uh, that has perhaps consumed this while on a walk, I hope we've uh, we've we've helped you sort of uh, realise the uh, the benefits and, and perhaps reconnect with the with the the beauty of walking. Oh, yeah, I do hope so. Well, Sue, thank you very much for uh, joining me on List Envy this week. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed talking about our walking experiences. Thank you. 